1: sports are dumb. I hate them.
0: (laughs) Welcome to the Go Big Redcast with Dave, Honky, Boomer, and Redcast Rob.
2: Welcome to the Go Big Redcast.
3: I'm your host, Honky, and I'm with Redcast Rob. Ah, good evening, everyone. You know, I've been reading my Herd At magazine here, or should I say Hail Varsity magazine here with, from Herd At. And there's an interview with Quentin Newsom on there where he talks about Coach Fisher and the importance of his room playing on special teams. And his reply was, they'll put you on it and you're just happy to be there. And let me tell you, Mr. Newsom, you just described my entire career on the Redcast. <laughs> just happy <laughs> to be here. Uh, also with Boomer. Well, I just thought we'd take
4: this opportunity while Dave's off to do a little experimenting with the rules. Uh, I did some math, and it turns out Redcast Rob has been sitting a little too far off our normal baseline. So, Rob, I'm going to need to slide in about 13 and a half inches to get you more in line with the diamond shape we're supposed to have. Perfect. There you go.
2: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And uh, we also have our special guest Redcaster tonight, Meg.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me.
2: Absolutely. pj fleck
1: has a new face so <laughs> that's kind of like my news of the day i don't know if we want to talk about that or anything but
2: well yeah we
4: can get to that i mean this
3: is uh this
2: is gonna be a different i kind feel of show. like we should Fun start
3: stuff. with that quite frankly i <laughs> uh, we can talk about pj
2: face. that's you know <laughs> that's fine um yeah this is a different kind of show tonight it wasn't a, a huge news week until actually today. A few things were starting to come out with basketball that we'll get to. But um, it wasn't a lot of news. And uh, this is a good time to do a, a Tweets of the Week, all Tweets of the Week show. And so uh, that, we're going to dedicate the entire show to that. And uh, we're going to start off with a couple of uh, promotions first here. And so some of the tweets here, uh, we uh, we're talking about tonight's show and that Dave is, is off this week. And so Redcast Meg, you're filling in for him. And uh, Sarah and Abby, uh, they both responded here. They wanted to get into our Tweets of the Week section. And uh, they are with the Husk girls. And uh, we're going to be talking with them next week, right?
1: Yeah, they made it. So we are having an event. I guess you would call it an event next week, Monday, April 4th. Um, So we kind of came up with this idea when Honky posted something on Twitter. It was like a list or I can't remember what it was. And I said, you need more girls in here. Mm-hmm. So he sent me a message and was like, let's try to figure something out where we can get, you know, some more women voices and let's bring them on the red cast and do kind of a round table. So I'm excited.
2: Yeah, it should, be a really good crew. And so obviously it's, it, we're co-branding that between the go big Redcast and the popping kernels, which you are one half of with, with Kai. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. And uh, that'll be Monday night at, uh, yeah, eight thirty Central Standard Time. Yes. Uh, next up, uh, also mark your calendars, and this is hot off the hot off the presses. Whatever, uh, Rob, you got this one, or he doesn't have to have it. Anyways, <laughs> we're doing a lunch cast with uh, JoJo Doman. Well, Rob is doing one with JoJo Doman at 1.30 on Thursday. So uh, I mean, Rob is alive.
4: I'm starting to get a little yeah, worried Rob, here. Yeah.
2: Oh, he is. You know what? He's frozen. So mm-hmm. that's or is
4: very stoic. We're not sure it, which yet. Or so. he
1: got a new face, too.
4: <laughs> Possible. Right. Yeah. I mean, Botox, they say, does kind of freeze things up. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that could explain a lot. So.
2: That could be it. And uh, last bit of housekeeping here. Obviously, uh, use Redcast promo code at uh, hillvarsity.com slash subscribe. When you subscribe to it, and you'll get $10 off of your uh, subscription. And last but not least, we have a, a new sponsor here, someone that's going to be helping us out, a, a great uh, couple, Shane and Laura from Elwood, that uh, they have started up a, a, a new company here, Smack and Smooch, and they are creating the shirts that we're wearing. They're creating, you know, they're a great print business and shirts and koozies and all kinds of stuff. So anything you need for your printing services. And now, Scarlet Colored Glasses. Let's get to scarlet-colored glasses, and we're going to talk about all things Husker football and just football in general. And since this is all Tweets of the Week here, these are some of the ones that came out over the last week that I thought were interesting. And we'll start with an NIL one. And from Darren Heitner, he uh, talked about how Adidas just opened the door to big brand NIL wars. It is offering all athletes at each of its sponsored schools to be paid affiliate ambassadors, roughly 50,000 athletes. This will put pressure on Nike, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and other major brands to offer nationwide deals. So we've been hearing a lot about NIL, and we've been talking a lot about NIL. Now we're talking big-time, I mean, national players coming in here, and uh, the money starting to flow around. Thoughts on this?
1: I think it's super smart from Adidas. Um, they've kind of, I think, been, I don't want to know if I want to say looked down upon um, as kind of like the, you know, the uh, redheaded stepchild to nike and some of the other brands and so i think it's kind of a big deal for them and and i would like to get a diet coke sponsorship
4: yeah you can say it meg that's fine we're not we're not privy to any brand here Yeah, if you want to knock adidas go ahead you know with their quality alternate uniforms they've turned out with us over the years that they i think work on the night before they're due in most cases so <laughs> yeah it's it'll be interesting I, I guess i'm kind of curious to see how adidas is going to work this out is it the same amount to every player? Or are they going to like give different amounts to different sports or different players based on who they are? I'll be curious to kind of see how this works out and what approach they're going to take on it. So, cause that'll, that'll raise a lot of questions and issues too. So, but it's probably deserved, I suppose, you know, given mm-hmm. a lot of uh, publicity, the athletes do give these, these major entities like Adidas, Nike, Under Armour, whatever, what have you. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And Red I will yes,
4: like a Diet Coke sponsorship and back in the
2: stadium. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll second yeah, that. Redcast yes Rob is back. How are you doing? Can we hear you? No, he's he, just very stoic. He he's was just like,
1: back, and then yep. he just is not back. Here. Yeah, yeah, he's
4: just... This he's, is, our answers is are perfect. He has nothing else to say. So.
2: <laughs>
0: Rob? <laughs> okay, yeah, we're no just to my going TV, on TV folks.
2: <laughs> you may need to reboot or something. But uh, anyways, yeah, so as far as the NIL goes there... Uh, I thought something we talked to Tyler Kai last week uh, and he's the associate athletic director for leadership gifts and capital projects at UNL and uh, he sent out a couple things here and one of them was thinking a group of Husker fund members uh, who attended the football practices last last weekend and then in addition to that he uh, we talked about the, the go big project and. He listed out all the things that are going to be part of it. 315,000 square feet facility includes sports medicine, strength and conditioning, equipment room, football locker room, football offices, football meeting spaces, all athlete academic center and and all athlete training table. And he wanted to make sure that people understood the Go Big campaign fundraising is ongoing. Every gift gets us that close that much closer. But what I thought was interesting and how this ties in with the NIL is a statement that he made here. I'm going to play it for you about how NIL actually can affect fundraising on events like this or big facilities like this. It will be our home um, for a very long time. Um, And in the landscape of what NIL is doing with fundraising, it's it's possible that this could be one of the last large facilities across the country as other people are looking at what they're going to do um, from other schools. So, you know, boomer let's let's talk about that for a second i mean there's a finite amount of resources i guess that anybody has right so if you're if money is going towards players now if that's how if that's what someone's donations and everything would be going towards would be nil towards a player then the possibility that it's not going towards a, a facility is i guess a real thing there
4: yeah, one of the things I do recall from my uh, high quality economics degree I got at the University of Nebraska Lincoln was the the concept of scarcity that there is ultimately a, a limit to the amount of anything out there, and that is a reality. I mean, there's only so much money that people have to put towards sports of any kind, whether it's a donation, whether it's buying tickets, whether it's you know buying the gear, taking the family and kids out, or or whatever it is. And that that is interesting when you think about that that NIL could potentially siphon money away that would normally go to the schools for projects such as this and go directly Mm -hmm. to players. And as I was thinking about that, I wonder if that might serve as an impetus to one of the things Steve Sippel mentioned when he was on the other week about how he thinks in three to five years, the universities may be taking over this NIL thing. And that may be a reason for it. If they don't feel they're getting the money they need to build facilities, make improvements, because we all know that's still going to continue. I mean, other schools aren't going to let themselves fall ultimately far behind in this they're going to have to find a way to get these things done and so they may you know the schools may get together and decide this is why we need to take control of nil internally and and do it through the schools so that way we just get all the money in we control the resources and that's how it's dealt out so they can they can deal it as appropriate
2: well one way that you can make some money is you can sell some tickets to to events and we have a great event coming up next weekend it's the uh spring game And on his uh, Husker Radio Network appearance, Alberts uh, said that uh, there had been 42,000 tickets sold so far for the April 9th spring game. Now, this was as of March 24th. He would like to get that number above 50,000. Also, the new field turf going in will be just one shade of green, not the two-tone for the turf nerds out there. Uh, are you a turf nerd, Meg? I mean, are, is this is this going to break your heart to see us go back to one color? Or you know, what are you looking for there?
1: We're back, baby. <laughs> we're back. One tone. That's all. That's that's what we've been needing this whole
2: time. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of losses during you know on that old turf. Let's let's yeah. rip it out and I mean, it's that's, gone. It's totally, we're gone. starting
1: fresh.
4: But I'm always such a two tone ska fan. You know, the specials or madness. I, I just don't know if I can embrace this single tone.
2: So Rob, let's see if Rob is back now cuz I don't know if you're frozen or or can you talk? Do you have anything to say? I can
3: I can talk. Am I frozen sitting here? Like can you guys No, you look as good please? as you've good. done all night no. actually. So Jesus. whatever you've done, keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's good. Uh, okay. Um two tone, one tone. I just want wins. I mean, I don't really Looks like what's that
4: it's all connected obviously well I was just trying
3: to think like you know maybe some people say it's the stripes on the pants and on the uniform some people say also very possible you know all red all white all black like I don't know there's a million stripes
2: on the pants I'll start Meg yes or Mm -hmm. no stripes on the pants yes yes Rob yes Boomer yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> Nebraska. It's a. It's a. It's a fact. Nebraska looked at its absolute best, just just appearance wise, in the '95 Orange Bowl. How we looked playing against Miami. The shade of red was a you know a kind of a dark red there, and the two stripes and everything. And then the next year, '95, mm-hmm. we switched to Adidas and those white pants with nothing on it. I,
3: yeah, not a fan. Was not a fan. Boomer would prefer leather helmets though. So again, well, that is that's, true. That's, and-
4: I actually want the stripes kind of running, you know, around the the
3: pant leg and shirts like they used to in the teens. So, and I mean the nineteen teens. So, I'm actually down with that. I'm not gonna lie. I I think that would look super cool. An extra baggy too, right? Okay. Like, the, the worst worst uniform two thousand two that year. Those we went, that thick
1: stripe? All someone posted are, that. I was like, these are. Terrible. I don't remember those at all. I think I blocked them out of my memory or something. (laughs) That's
2: the wisest choice, Meg. Yeah. Yeah. They were bad. It was it was big in the pros that year. I remember like the Broncos having a a big orange one, you know, on on a blue. (gasps) Yeah, it was awful. Are you Are you okay? (laughs) Sorry, he said Um, the B word. (laughs) Yeah, he's a he's a Raiders fan. All right, so. Uh, we'll move on more tweets of the week here. We're still in the football section and now let's actually, we're going to talk a little bit about Husker football here. And these are a couple about uh, wide receiver, wide receiver coach, uh, football scoop said that the highest paid wide receivers coaches in college football, the 2022 edition. And number six is our Mickey Joseph, who also is more than just wide receivers coach. He is the, the, uh, past game coordinator and he's like associate head coach as well. But uh, he's going to earn his money right now because in the last week, something that's happened since the last time we did a, a Redcast was Xavier Betts, his absence. He's, he's essentially off the team right now. I don't know what the final status is if they've uh, you know come out with it, but it certainly doesn't sound good that he's going to be around. Um, anyways, Mitch Sherman wrote some thoughts. The Xavier Betts' absence is a major development. He's a high-end talent. No indication of what happened, but I can say that Mickey Joseph is going to coach these Nebraska Whiteouts hard and expect more from them. Than uh, what they've experienced in the past. What I will say, if anyone, did you guys have a chance to listen at all to the the Sharp and Benning uh, podcast that they did that morning? I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was pretty. I'm heartfelt. so
1: glad they did that too.
2: Oh, Damon, just I, I even DM'd him just to say thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Because I, I thought it was really good, and and you know, look, the, Meg, they're not robots; these are people, and they're they're kids. They're people that you know they and in the case of bets here, I mean frost has always said if you don't love it if you don't love football joseph said if you don't love it, it it's going to be hard to do all the work it t- takes to be great And 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 i don't that's just might be not loving it
1: yeah and that's okay i mean it's not going to work out for everybody right mm-hmm. so i guess like in my life i have never been somebody to like if i don't like something i'm i'm gone like Mm-hmm. If I'm not getting out what I thought this was gonna be, or even if I just am like, you know what, this isn't for me anymore. Like I've grown, I've changed, I'm ready to move on. Then move on.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and but the important thing though for especially the the real frustrated, realist fans out there is that it, this is only us. We're the only school that has this stuff happen. And and what is wrong at Nebraska? We need to get rid of you know coaches. And oh, oh wait, oh what's what's this tweet? Uh, this just in, since the end of the 2021 season, Maryland has lost linebackers Brendan Jennings, Terrence Lewis, Dominion Robinson. All three were either four or five-star members of the Terps 2021 recruiting class. Now, I bring that one tweet up, but I could have brought up tweets from virtually every other school that have gone through similar things too. I mean, top-ranked players, four- and five-star guys coming and going. Um, it, it, it does I, – I, look, it stinks with with bets because I really I, – I have so much – hope that, you know, he was going to turn out to be this, this all American kind of player for us. And I think he has that kind of talent, but that's something that Joseph from day one, when he got in here, he's like, look, there's the talents there, but he's not consistent, you know, and I'm, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to bring out of him if he, if he wants to do it. And, and if he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to, you know I mean? That's, that's just the, the way it is. So. You know. hey, I can't imagine.
1: Is- I can't imagine at this point, like, in how long the transfer portal has existed still thinking we exist in a bubble and we're the only school that has players transfer out like I feel like this is just the way of the world now and you either accept it and you learn to live with it or you don't
3: Well, Hockey, I don't – I'm having all kinds of issues tonight, so I Yeah, what is, what is to wrong with you? I'm dropping things and everything. Shape, but shape up, if man. if you recall, too, in the text thread that, that we have here, and, and I didn't put it out into the world because sometimes I just don't feel like doing that, but I did put in the text thread that, you know, Joseph, Joseph kind of brings something new to the table, right, that other coaches in the past haven't brought. Um, you know, as far as, like, accountability and expectations for wide receivers – like playing on special teams. Some people just aren't built for that sort of thing. Like their entire life, they've kind of been coddled as an athlete. Um, A lot of these guys were the best player on their team in high school, right? Like all these guys were. And so I'm sure that they've been treated a certain way. And sometimes just some people when put under certain types of, even in your day jobs, you're put under certain types of management, i.e. coaching, whatever it, becomes it gets to a point sometimes where maybe yeah you won't love it anymore because maybe you're asked to work harder than you're used to working in a lot more aspects than you've had to work before and you know I don't blame the kid for that because if you don't like meg said if you don't love it you know we don't we don't expect you to be here because we just want kids that, that love it and I wish the the best for bets but
2: mm-hmm. at
3: the same time it's like you know we need a bunch of guys that are going to be putting the work in out there yeah and and that's that's, and that's 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 the
2: truth of you know football it's one thing gosh you know 70 degree days in September in front of 90,000 people I mean it's just amazing those are amazing glorious days and reasons why you want to be a football player but it's those 5 a.m. mornings in February when you're doing things when your friends who aren't on the football teams aren't doing those things I mean that's those are every bit as important. In fact, I mean, those are what make you the great players, the great teams, uh, months later. And so yeah, I always think about that with like, you know, I remember Brett Favre, you know, would always want to sit out, you know, camp. I mean, that stuff you get to a point it's like, that's just, that's not the fun part of it. And, uh, but it's, especially at these developmental levels, which is what college is still for these guys. Uh, you know, every one of those off season practices and everything, it's, it's important. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm glad. I think we have the right leadership in place. I really like Joseph leading that room. Um, speaking of leadership and of the different rooms that we have on the on the football team, how about the running back spot? And this is one from Stephen M. Sippel, and he uh, wrote about Husker QBs are going under center to take snaps, and Brian Applewhite likes it. Quote, first of all, there's always something to be said for, I'm going to run the ball there, and you've got to stop it. Love that. Um, I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's big 10 football, right? It's toughness. It's we're going to run the ball. It's, it's everything that, uh, you know, I know we, when Whipple got hired, uh, (laughs) Rob was singing, if you want to pass the ball, you must Whipple, but there's going to be a running game and getting under center, I think is a huge, huge piece of getting that running game going. Uh, It gives some better sight lines, everything for running backs. Um, And, and also, when especially when we're in like short yardage situations, goal line situations, I mean, that's what that's what I want to see. So that's a big that's a big move. I mean, I don't know how what percentage exactly it's going to be, but to get under center is going to be a big deal.
1: I feel like that was one of the most common things screamed at television sets across
2: Nebraska last year. Go
1: under center, like how many times? <laughs> I don't. Need, I lost count.
2: Yeah, I mean, offensively, if you think about this, I would say there's two things that are happening within the lines of scrimmage on both sides of the ball on offense and defense that are kind of big storylines in spring right now, offensively we're going under center. Okay. That's a big deal there. Defensively. And I'll bring up this slide defensively with the D line. Here's D line coach, Mike Dawson on the progress of the young group of D lines. It's not like they go out there and say, you know what? I think I'm going to do the exact opposite (laughs) of what he told me to do, but sometimes it just looks like that. And it feels like that as a coach. Um, And then it comes down to developing good habits over time. Like, likes young talent weaver flashes his athleticism huttmacher has to take off the chart or has to take off the charts weight room numbers and translate it onto the football field the point with the d-line i think the change in the d-line and this is something i talked to the coach that was at the, the high school coaches clinic last weekend and he said uh, that dawson referenced this and i've seen this in other places too where he referenced that we'll probably be in the four man fronts 80 percent of the time that's a big difference you know if we're getting under center on offense and if we're in a four man front, meaning that you're probably going to have Garrett Nelson and some of those outside linebackers lining up on the D line, they're going to be out. You know, this is going to look like in a lot of cases, it's going to look like 1995 kind of, you know, players, you know, size wise, you're going to have ends that are 250 pounds and two big old D tackles in the middle. Um, that's a quite a change from last season. And we all know how switching to an unexpected odd or even front can completely throw off an, an opposing offense. So, well, yeah, do they, to look forward to as yeah, well. Do we do the Diaco thing in spring game and, and never line up and you know do a completely different defense for, for the spring game? That would that would be pretty apropos. Um, Comment wise, Boomer, do we have anything so far coming in on, in the comment section? Uh,
4: yes, we have several things so far. Uh, let's see. First off, we've got a comment from uh, Abby Harris uh, just saying we made it. So <laughs> that's good. So, uh, Justin Eller commenting, uh, Meg, I believe it's focusing to you that you're famous. So that's yeah. always good. So certainly wasn't me. So, so yeah, be it's, about it's that. not
1: always good.
4: <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> but but
1: sometimes.
4: At least you didn't say you were infamous. So that's good. It, so. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> they probably should have.
4: And I thought I'd throw out the uh, 2002 uh, Husker uniforms right there for those oh. of us too young to remember that or those oh. of us with PTSD from those. Yeah, they, they I, were not good. I,
1: it, like, it hurts.
4: Yeah, that, that was pretty bad. And uh, yeah, there's a sharp 1913-ish yeah. look. We need to go back those to are, you right there. Those are slick. Yeah, where's Waldo-esque? Sure. But Adidas, you could do something with that. I mean, come yeah, on, make I'm that happen. So. And then, uh, yeah, we do have another question uh, from Brandon Hill. Uh, is Betts officially transferring out? He hasn't been on social media in the last couple of days. Uh, that's usually good advice, Brandon. I would tend to avoid it whenever possible as well too so i don't think there's anything official on xavier bets that i I, that i've seen i don't know if you have meg or honky Mm -mm. seen anything yet so i think that's still kind of up in the air what he plans to do and if he even wants to play football anymore he may not transfer anywhere so Mm -hmm. i guess we'll see on that so
2: yeah yeah i haven't heard anything beyond that but uh uh, it, it doesn't sound good that he'll be back with the Huskers at the very least. So uh, I know he met with Frost last Friday and certainly no new news came out that was, you know, that he had changed his mind. Um, speaking of that, you know, infamous, would you say we're infamous, uh, Bloom, Boomer? Oh, I would think so. Yeah, it's, it, that's more than famous, right? Isn't that <laughs> what that means? Yeah. Or infamous? Yeah. So. So famous. Well, a guy that's really famous here, the next tweet of the week, and, and Meg, I want your thoughts on this This one here, um, Paul Feinbaum. The guy is just – he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. And he says, is there anything in college football history that can compare to a retiring Coach K making the Final Four? And to, to which we uh, we tweet out seriously with three question marks. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. You know, storybook ending to a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, Mount Rushmore a, a coach of of his specific uh, of the sport. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Can you?
1: No, I I've got nothing. nothing? Um, no, ninety four, ninety five, ninety seven. It's like something that's like stuck in my head. I don't I don't know why, but
2: like finished sixty and three over the last five years. Played, yeah, played I've been doing. I'm trying
1: um, right now. I've been doing so good on like this live thing and holding in um, expletives.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: so I'm just not going to talk about Paul Feinbaum.
2: <laughs> Three undefeated seasons in the I feel like, last I feel four like years. it's yeah. like,
1: a really Can't... good choice by me. I'm a Can't... very adult.
2: Go coach K though. And that's a, you know, that's a, wow. Well, we're going to finish our football talk here. And this is on a positive note. And uh, one of our former coaches, and we've talked, we've talked very highly of, of coach Heldon. And, you know, it was sad to see him, uh, be fired at the end of last season, but, uh, he's now at Northern, uh, Arizona and Alabama or Alabama. I'm sorry. Northern Alabama.
1: Alabama. <laughs> sorry.
2: <laughs> and, and anyways, he, uh, but he was back in Lincoln for, you know, uh, he goes, I'll always have a special place for Lincoln, Nebraska. As I drive away today for the final time, I feel very blessed to have worn the inn as a player and a coach it meant everything to me. North Alabama is my new home. Great people and a great opportunity. Uh, hashtag new chapter. Uh, that was so classy. I mean, I just we retweeted that immediately, and just we wish him well. And uh, th- those are the tough things in these these coaching changes. There are real lives and families that are affected by them, and and uh, and especially when it's a, a former Husker too. I, we felt the same way about Greg Austin. Um, you know, it's just sad to see. But that was that was really classy on, on Coach Held's part.
1: Yeah,
2: that's really cool. And now, Nebraska Ball. Let's move on then. I think we're done with the football section here, and we're going to go on to Nebraska Ball. And this is going to be just a a general basketball discussion. Some of it's going to be Nebraska Ball stuff, but some of it's, you know, other things, March Madness going on. But we're going to start off with this was a busy day in basketball men's and women's uh, we'll start with the, the tweet that came out from Sam Hybe earlier today that let's run it back Husker nation. There's no place like Nebraska and on the men's side of it, uh, we've had over the last week. Now uh, we have a, a Lincoln player coming back, Sam Greisel coming back from uh, North Dakota state uh, recruits like blaze Keita and then Ramel Lloyd jr. They both have reaffirmed that they're coming to Nebraska, even though Matt Aldemasi. Uh, has been let go, he, their lead recruiter. So, we're starting to get some of the roster stuff in place. Derek Walker today announced that he's going to uh, come back, and that was great. He announced that on Twitter. And then uh, also that Armand Gates is going to be retained as a coach. So, right now we have Armand Gates back and, and Nate Lindzer. So, I think uh, we really only have the position that's replacing Matt Abdomasi. So, uh, and right now, I mean, and Doc, if, and Doc. If, what, if,
1: as a was an analyst, maybe?
2: Yeah, he, he wasn't like an actual assistant this last year. I, I don't right. believe it. so um, but we still have I guess we're replacing if we're replacing what he did. I think that right. I heard that the position was actually going away. But we're starting to get a good glimpse now of what um Hoiberg's plan is from you know keeping some of that that roster intact. Uh, I'm sure we're still gonna probably hit a portal and get a player or two here or there. Uh, And then there's still one more big hire to make, you know, who's that, that last assistant going to be, but uh, Meg, I'll start with you here. Obviously again, busy day. It's great for both the men's and the women's programs to have those players uh, coming back.
1: Yeah. I'm super excited that Hybe and Derek Walker are coming back. I think in both of their programs, they're leaders. So it's like to have those two specifically to come back and lead these programs and kind of show them the way. And I think it's huge. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we look at the roster here, and Chris Baznet did the yeoman's work on on this. He he posted this, and um, I mean, we, we still we're going to be over right now. I think we still have a couple of extra spots, so I'm still expe- you know expecting some more movement. But uh, the 2022-23 season seniors would be Lat Mayan, um, Derek Walker, Trey McGowan, Sam Greisel. Uh, there's uh, uh Blaze Kita, Andrew. Andre, although Andre has gone now, he did uh, enter the the portal. Wiltshire, uh, Oleg, the seven footer, Keon Edwards, he entered the portal too. Breidenbach, there's plenty of numbers there, I guess, <laughs> to to play with. But th- so they're still in getting the roster, you know, all figured out there. Um, Boomer. What are, you, what are you thinking basketball-wise right now?
4: Well, it's nice to see at least, you know, we can't have continuity in the coaching staff, but at least we're getting something to work with for next year. And that's, that's been a complaint that I think Husker fans have had for a while. It just seems every year, right when you start to get something going, that's when the player leaves or transfers out or something happens. Or, and we've just never been able to keep a kind of a base of a team going for any length of time. So I think some of the you know the returning players and the fact we're not having to go out and try to refill a whole bunch of recruits again at least so far this hope it stays that way I think at least gives gives some hope to basketball next season. So once we once we get the coaching pieces put together and should give them something to build on I think.
2: So. Yeah, Trey McGowan's I think would be a huge huge get if they could get him to come back. Rob, you've been a huge Derek Walker fan, and so the news today that Walker came back, although not necessarily surprising, I think a lot of people thought that he was going to come back for that extra year, uh, that had to be uh, a positive for you.
3: Well, yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, as much as Bryce McGowans was was the five-star touted player, um, I and, you know, obviously he's headed off for the NBA, and then his brother Trey was hurt for most of the season, and Walker was really the one constant on that team the entire season. Um, and, and towards the end of the season, you heard the announcers talking about that fact more and more and more. Um I just like him because he's a big 10 style player, right? He's big, he's a body in the middle of the floor. Um, like I said, if if um in past shows, if if they could get a center, a guy who was like a true center, six ten, six eleven, seven foot, um, you know, to to complement him, um, that could be a force in the middle to reckon with, especially with that inside out ball where, you know, they're they're passing it into the middle to, to up reads and shots on the outside which is what hoiberg wants so mm-hmm. i mean i'm excited to see him come back because i just get to watch him for another season he, he is probably by far my favorite player on the team so mm-hmm.
2: well next year with Keita and uh hopefully brydenbach coming back healthy there will be some size to go along with uh walker there and uh yeah that should definitely be helpful
5: Real quick, uh,
3: I, I saw Sam Hoiberg on on there. Is, was he on the team this year? Is he? I mean, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he was. Okay, I just had no idea. He's not taking up a scholarship though. I hope.
1: I don't is think so. On,
3: yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure. Did he get much playing time? That's a. It's always funny to me when when coaches' sons are playing on the you know or playing on the team like. I always just find that humorous personally.
2: Well, I mean, that. I think it's at Iowa. They had two players, two McCafferys that uh, were scholarship guys. And actually, I was talking when I was in Denver with Dave a week ago. Well, I was out there with you too, right? Yeah, you were uh, out there. Yeah, I was there. But, but uh, watching it with Iowa Sean, and he referenced how, you know, there's some frustration within Hawkeye Nation that, there's iowa's coach who makes, you know, millions of dollars has two players on the team. And you only have 13 scholarships to begin with and two of them are going to his sons and they're like, "Come on. I mean, go go get a, you know, go ask the athletic department for a $100,000 raise just so you can turn around and pay for your two kids and then use, <laughs> use those spots, you know, like use it have, have two extra scholarships. I mean, why, well, not you? only
3: that, but yeah. don't, don't like employees of the university usually get like free school for their kids anyway, or there's for some yeah. Kids come and uh, like, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. There'd be every school is different with how they do it, but yeah, usually there's some free scholar or, you know, uh, it must be a McCaffrey hours and stuff.
3: thing because they're double because dipping. What, it, it must be a McCaffrey thing because coach McCaffrey here at UNC has some of his kids on, on the team as well. And uh Dylan was the quarterback and he and that was like a big controversy because he wasn't very good. He's not very good. There was a kid on the team that was better than him who is now transferring out because the coach wanted to play his son. And I'm like, Don't you leave that sort of thing behind in high school or like junior high or I don't know, peewees mm-hmm. But apparently not. It's just the way it goes, I suppose. Yeah. Um well, you know, it's just it's college
2: coaches just being dumb and doing doing dumb things. and th- and this next tweet is a perfect example of that here., uh, one of our favorite followers, message board geniuses. Uh, if you do not follow these people on uh, on twitter, you you really need to Redcasters. Uh, this was from the Kansas game last weekend where, Uh, multiple people saying how uh, I feel like Self almost deserves this just for sucking at his job all season. Basically, we need to fire (laughs) Self, which makes a lot of sense, especially when an hour later you you win the game. Um, (laughs) To follow up on this, and then let's talk about these uh, here's a couple more message board genius ones, and this is for the game. I don't know if you guys know this, but North Carolina and Duke are playing this weekend.
5: Uh, Are uh, they?
4: Dad, you think sports media would have mentioned
2: that. Yeah. Man, that's going to be
1: great for college basketball.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, North Carolina fans, they already know how this is going to end. Duke will get their storybook ending for K. They will beat UNC soundly in the national semifinal, then beat whoever is there for the national championship. I've accepted it, and I hate it, but it's our reality. Meanwhile, Duke fan is worried that all the cards will be stacked against them on Saturday when they face North Carolina. So, uh, again, I I bring these up, and it's kind of lighthearted, but I'll go with you here, Meg we see a lot of Husker fans obviously on, on Twitter. And sometimes we think we get in our own bubble and we think we're the only ones that feel this way or say these things or do these things. But the message board geniuses are great because they highlight that every single fan base has this.
1: Yeah. Everyone's insane. I mean, every fan base has crazy people. Right. And it's, it's almost even better as like a Husker fan or just a fan of a program that hasn't had much recent success to see some of these other ones. And you're like, that, you want to fire Bill Self? Like that's that's what you want to do? Great idea, I love it.
2: Yeah, super super smart, and that's and you know that's how you know those blue bloods get to continue being blue bloods is firing coaches every couple of years. It makes sense, right, Boomer? Right. I mean, especially right in the middle of the game. Well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean that's
4: you know some teams need continuity, they just need constant turmoil and turnover, and that should work out fine. And that in fake classes seems to work okay for UNC as well. So yeah. <laughs> Dave's not um, here. We can make fun of them, right? So. Yeah, yeah. We can okay, he won't. He won't be listening, right? So, okay.
2: Um. So we're talking about great fans right now, and I guess maybe the the final part of our basketball one here is going to be a fan that a real special one. This is an Iowa fan here, but we're going to call him <laughs> out, Scott Douglas today. Can you uh, read
1: his handle, please?
2: Oh, geez, what does it say? I. I...
1: <laughs> it says at Scotty D Doogie. And I feel like that pretty much sums oh, it up. <laughs> um, he,
2: he wrote, well, he tags Keegan Murray, number one. So that's that's awesome. We've always, I'm, I'm going to play a little thing in a second. Uh, our stay off of Twitter uh, piece that producers give created a couple years ago. It applies here. But anyways, uh, old Scotty D. Doogie tweeted <laughs> at Keegan Murray saying, so disappointed you decided to go for the almighty dollar rather than complete your college education and finish up at Iowa. I think you made a horrible decision, but still wish you had the, uh, still wish you the best of luck in the NBA. Don't forget where you came from and who you are. So sweet there, Scott. Um, uh, now Keegan's dad, uh, Kenyon Murray, he did re- respond. I thought this was awesome. He said, well, the fact that he has been on the honor roll every semester academic all big 10 and continues his charity work. My wife and I are proud of the man he is. He has his priorities straight and will finish out this semester Greater than a 3.0 GPA. I hope you were being sarcastic, um, <laughs> mate. Don't tweet at players, right?
1: Don't tweet at players. And for the love of God, if anyone ever was like, "Man, your kid really messed up," not making ten million dollars, like, are you dumb in the head? I mean, yes, but I, I don't know. <laughs> Every day I May- lose more faith. <laughs>
2: Maybe he was being sarcastic. I don't know. I, don't know. I Hope he was. I don't I mean, think cause... so. No, he continued to try to defend it later. So no. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mentioned this, and I want to play this because uh, we haven't played it for you know at least a year or two on the on the show. But this is a uh, our stay off a of Twitter suit that uh, producer Skip created. And
5: now a Husker fan public service announcement. <laughs> hey, Husker fans! Another game day loss got you down? Feeling like you need to blow off that L column frustration? What better place to go than Twitter, Twitter! I'm gonna log on and do some tweets! Wait, no. You interrupted me there. I don't think you should go on Twitter, and Tell them you should be fired. Somebody better be fired. Yeah, someone definitely needs to be fired. For this. Well, I've got a new and better option for you. I'm going to get on the Twitters and I'm going to tweet at them directly. Yeah, as a grown man, I'm going to tweet this 20-year-old and tell them exactly what I think. of them. going to be sure to go public with my unhappiness because that will finally get it fixed. Oh, my great-grand island, no! Man, does this sound like you? Well, folks, help is on the way. The next time your game rage wants to burst through your blowhole via your thumb muscles pull an audible and instead grab a nice cold frothy glass of stay off of twitter otherwise known by its acronym of suit that's s-o-o-t stay off of twitter suit is a scientifically tested and proven method that helps with your game day blues as well as preserve your personal integrity going forward so next time a fumble has you ready to go public with your angry mom let us suit intercept that impulse as you go ahead and pay us on that tweet see what i did there this has been a husker fan public service announcement brought to you by the association of a level-headed tomorrow
2: (laughs) (laughs) i love that so good it's so good and it is so appropriate and again uh you know we created that for husker fans to stay off of, of twitter but the point behind some of these message board geniuses and the the Iowa guy there and it, the point is that it's everywhere i mean we we are in our own bubble and husker fans we think oh we're the the best or we're the worst at this and we're like you said earlier mate, we're just all nuts uh, fans are just nuts it's, fans is short for fanatics we are crazy yeah. sports are emotional i get it like i'm an emotional sports fan it's 10:40 on a tuesday night and we're talking about you know stuff you know we're doing we're, we're we're live casting sports because we're just yeah. we're nuts. This is way past my bedtime. <laughs> All right. Well, and Rob is coming back on, but he might be falling back off. I have no idea. <laughs> Apparently,
3: we've got it. We've got a horrible windstorm here tonight, and it and it. I think it's like knocked out my internet probably half a dozen times already tonight. So is I don't know like what's going. on. windy underground way. or what kind of internet do you have?
4: I mean,
1: just tell your mom you have to use the go. phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now around the van horn
2: well no. well we're done with basketball <laughs> now so let's move on to around the van horn and we're gonna we're gonna finish bow, up, bow, up bow. with some baseball <laughs> and meg i mean you are a huge husker baseball fan on, on top of obviously the football and just really all the sports but but particularly baseball is one that uh, i've always admired how you follow it and and so here's a couple of the tweets here and uh on the the left here was uh tonight we played creighton and as we got to watch at the very tail end before going on air uh we lost we lost a uh, three to two i believe it was um and so it's 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 frustrating uh one of the uh tweets here from journal star was about the huskers have made a habit out playing from behind lately and uh uh sometimes that happens in baseball will bolt said but Something that usually doesn't happen in baseball. And, Megan, this is one you sent out last week on Friday night. Uh, just a typical Friday night Haymarket Park with your old run-of-the-mill back-to-back-to-back-to-back home runs and then some small ball and then back-to-back-to-back hit batters and the Huskers win 13-9. to GBR. So, um, I don't know where to start, but uh, maybe we'll start with that Friday night crazy game. And, and what, what are, you know, what's going on with the team right now, good, bad, and different?
1: Yeah, that Friday night game was so fun. Like, it was the weirdest game I've been to in so long. Um, what's going on with the team right now is, like, what's frustrating isn't that they're losing, it's how they're losing. And it's that they're sort of beating themselves in all of these new and exciting ways, which is something that we've come to be really familiar with. Um, but, I mean, we they're young they've got some pieces that like will show sparks and you'll be like, okay, maybe this is where, you know, they kind of come together. They're figuring it out a little bit and then they take a couple steps back again. So. Mm.
2: Yeah. It just seems like they can't ever piece together two or three positive things in a row. Or I think it was the game on Sunday where um, all the hits we were getting were at, they were two out hits. I mean, we by the time that we finally got a guy on the base, you know, it, there's just always so much stress on our team. We're, we're never getting out
3: ahead. And right.
2: uh, even tonight against Creighton, I mean, we got a guy to second right away, you know, early in the game. They were giving us about every error that they could possibly give us.
1: Now, Creighton and wanted us to win so bad.
2: <laughs> we their, we
1: didn't want to. I, we did want to. I shouldn't say that. They, but.
2: they did their darndest, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but we could never take advantage or, or we just can't string enough positive things together. And so... Um, I, I even saw some stat at one point where, you know, we had a bunch of the, the one score losses too, which, oh my gosh, I don't really want to get into that. That That's starts to <laughs> sounding too much like football. Uh, Boomer, what are your thoughts? Uh, th- baseball season right now?
4: Yeah, I, th- I think Meg kind of had it right. Just as far as what's been ailing this team. Some of it is just, they are a young team and it's, And, you know, there's pieces they have to try to find and fit together, you know, trying to get that pitching rotation right is always tricky. And just the hits haven't been there, especially in the clutch situations. Uh, Like tonight, I think they went, what, 2 of 15 or so with runners in scoring position? I mean, that's how you end up with all these close games. That's how you're always playing, trying to play from behind and trying to play catch up. You know, we would commented on text threads about how, you know, at least exciting the team is to watch. Yeah, and that's going to happen when you're always down or trying to chase a team with one or two runs left in a game. It's exciting to watch, but you run the risk if you get these streaks where you're just not pushing those runs in. You're going to lose a lot of these games. And and the, the Michigan series was kind of disappointing with that great start. And we talked before that series happened, how important that was just for the setting up the remainder of the season. The non-con schedule did not go well for us. So, you know, really not going to host a regional. So we really have to try to win the Big Ten, you know, or at least finish as strong as possible to mm-hmm. have, you know, serious postseason hopes and losing to Michigan. That series doesn't help. So it just kind of starts off, you know, just starts you in a hole and just puts a little more pressure on that. If that if that is a realistic goal this year, and I don't know if it is for this team right now. So now I think we just need to just try to string a couple of games together. And like you said, I could just get a few things going positive in a row for them would be nice so, mm. is what they need to do. Yeah.
1: yeah. Win a series. I mean, it's like they'll come out on Friday night and even the last couple Friday night games. So the Corpus Christi series and then against Michigan, those were freaking fun games, but they had to come back and tie it up and have theatrics Mm. to win it and then you kind of are like okay that was fun like we got some energy for the weekend this should be good and then you're like oh it wasn't
2: (laughs) yeah the cardiac boys I mean it's definitely what they've been so far um you know tonight's loss although it's in state and you know we hate losing the crate anytime we we uh we do but um it doesn't affect our conference record and for the time being at least we got to get some wins in conference. Uh, the The conference tournament doesn't take everyone, right? Right. Like, so, I, and I don't life, know if it's I,
1: top eight. I could be wrong. Yeah, boomer can. Don't worry. Look, yeah, someone boomer will tell me if I and, am.
2: Yeah, or somebody following, if you know it, <laughs> send that to us. But, um, but the point is, we want to. I think, really, to me, a realistic goal right now is you got to get better. And you want to get into whatever that top is. That top eight. We want to be playing in Omaha at the very least for an opportunity at postseason. And then you hope you get a little bit of craziness if you're if you're playing well by the end of the year. We're just we're not playing well enough right now to really be talking postseason anyway. So get better and uh, try to make one of those top spots. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it is
4: top eight. So top eight. yeah, yes. and if you're not finishing the top eight out of the big ten in baseball, then yeah, that's a not a good yeah. season. So no. you know, there's that. Mm-hmm.
2: Well you know I think uh, Rob is officially uh you know He's winded gone. out his here, mom
1: his mom had to use the phone again <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know. always hate it when that happens <laughs> I know but uh I think uh, you know well, this was good we we got to go through a whole lot of uh tweets here from the last week and everything uh anything on your mind right now I mean we can get to parting shots but just anything on your mind in general Meg
1: I was thinking earlier today about that rich people probably don't appreciate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know?
2: That's probably fair.
4: Or do they have like cashew <laughs> butter and some sort of fruit yeah. spread I don't even know about? Yeah, maybe, probably. Maybe that's the approach they take. Which yeah. is
1: probably great. But it's like just like I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch today and I was like, this shit is so good. And I just was like thinking there are people out there that just have no idea how good this is. that's all i was really thinking about
2: i think with that that's a perfect chance to get back (laughs) into uh to get into our parting shots and 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 close it out and um you know we've got a couple things coming up here we (laughs) favorite sandwich go um we've got some a couple shows coming up like we talked about earlier uh obviously uh Rob hasn't had a chance to promote his thing, but again, on Thursday at 1.30, the Lunchcast, he's going to be talking with JoJo Doman really Well, excited. hopefully he is. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully he is.
1: Unless uh, his mom's using the phone. That's yeah, in which he's going to have to go to the library.
2: Down. Mom, hang up the phone. Mom! <laughs> Where's my game pants? Um, <laughs> but then the, the Monday night show, and Megan, let's talk about that a little bit more here. You know, We kind of promoted it at the beginning, but uh, the Husk Girls. And and let me see if I can find that one uh, to bring that up. So we yeah. have, so Meg and Kai and Amy and Abby and Sarah and Maddie. Uh, this is a, a really good group too, that kind of covers a lot. Maddie, Maddie lives out in, in Iowa city and Amy mm-hmm. is a college friend of mine from Montana. And, and, and you and Kai are running the, the, the popping kernels. And then you have, then you have uh, Abby and Sarah doing, the Husk girls and follow them at Husk girls on, on Twitter. So really good group. I mean, what, what are you kind of uh, hoping to get out of uh, doing that discussion?
1: I'm just excited. I just, lo- I, I love any time, like I get to hang out with other female sports fans. It's really fun. Um, and just anytime, um, how do I want to say this? <laughs> um, people get to, like relate to that. Like there are a ton of women out there who watch sports mm-hmm. and who ha- there's all of this content, right. And all of these things out there um, for us to subscribe to listen to watch. And so much of it, I'm like, this is not for me. Like, so I'm just really excited.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and to your point too, how many great Husker women we have out there as fans. And we see it all the time on social media. And that's what kind of got you and I talking about doing this too, is that, um, sometimes they're underrepresented or sometimes they're misrepresented and, and there's so many of them. I mean, this is just, this is the first show. I don't think this is a one and done. We've talked about, we, we could turn this into a, into a series and we could be inviting, you know, many different people on over the course of, of time here, but this was just probably the hardest decision was how do you, <laughs> how did we pare it down? And, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, am really looking forward to it. And so that's going to be a Monday night show next week. Uh, and, we'll be prepping a spring game that week. I mean, it's it's spring game week. I mean, there's going to be hope eternal, a lot of fun, uh, you know, in the air going on. Uh, so, uh, well, let's go to parting shots here, Boomer. What do you got?
4: Okay, well, first off, since we're closing the show once again, we don't get to uh, grill our uh, guest on their favorite Australian rules football team. So, but I'm excited <laughs> to say St Kilda managed a, a round two win, so they're one and one with Richmond this weekend. So, that is that exciting. my team? Yes, yes, uh, oh, cool. the Richmond Tigers. So, but it, <laughs> it, it like. should be an interesting clash. I, I see you're following them closely, honky. Huh? Yes. Um, so that's good. And then uh, we didn't touch on it this week, but there was an interesting article in the Athletic today about uh, how the Power Five money might shake out in the near future with just the sheer amount of money that looks like it may be flowing into the big 10 and the sec, especially, you know, in the next round of, uh, you know, uh, football rights and and so forth. Yeah. Media rights and everything. It's well worth reading. And it's a, it's, it's very interesting to see and just kind of think about how that might shape the future of college sports and football, especially. And if there's any one thing it does, it should finally put to bed anybody who thinks, Hey, we should, Nebraska should go back to the big 12 because that's, that's gone. I mean, if that's put to bed, it's on a huge pile of money in the big 10. We're not going to
2: give that up. Boomer didn't, there's they no way it, we should. Yeah. Didn't they call it the power two? Yes. You know, they the they put it the
4: power five would become the power two. I think the, They estimated uh, the SEC teams would be getting about 117 billion or so. Or excuse me, not billion, million a team. Big Big Ten just a little over 100 million, and then the next closest is going to be the Pac-12, which would be somewhere like 62 million a team. And the Big 12 is going to be last at about 57. So that's such a huge jump, and we're not giving that up, and nor Mm -hmm. should we. It'd be reckless to do so. So.
2: Well, you know, and we talked about the NIL, maybe that might be what helps pay for some of your future facility improvements is getting 100 million plus just from your, you know, just from the conference.
4: Yeah, that or we can blow it all on hats or something fun like that, I think. yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and Smack and Smooch can, can make those hats for you and, and print them off. Great company there. See, it all ties together. It's all it's all come full circle. I like this. Yeah. Redcast Meg. And that's I like saying that. Redcast Meg. I, know, it's your fun. I like
1: it. So I wrote <laughs> I wrote mine down right after the baseball game got over. This is all it says. Sports are dumb. I hate them. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's kind of been our but, subtitle this entire that's, 5 that's years whole, of podcasting. That's so, the yeah. title.
2: That's the title of the show here. I'm going to write that down. What was it again? Sports are Sports dumb. Sports are
1: dumb. I hate them.
2: I hate them. <laughs> that will be the title of this episode uh, when it comes out tomorrow on podcast. Um I love that. <laughs> well,
1: it's sad, but I mean, like I said, I'm an emotional sports fan. Did I tweet it? No, I just no. wrote it down
2: No, nope. for we later.
1: Didn't,
2: we didn't tweet. Oh, shoot. You know, I'm actually, I did something that, I, nothing negative, but I, I tweeted at um, the Tyler Palmer, who's a, a baseball player from oh, Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. He he did get his first start today, and he's a Columbus Scotus kid, and nice. Boomer, Boomer and I are Columbus Scotus guys, so we had mm-hmm. to sit there and just, you know, give him a congrats and go Rocks. Um, I, I think that's okay. That's, oh yeah. you can do yeah. that. Right. You know, I think, but, I
1: think anything positive is fine. I mean, yeah. really like,
2: it It still feels creepy though, too. Cause like, you know, it's 18 and 19, 20 year olds. And like, you know, I'm, I'm more than twice that and, and tweeting at them is, but anyways, yeah. Keep it positive <laughs> no matter what. And if you don't have something good to say, don't say it at all. hmm well, that is a uh, that's another you know PSA there from the RedCast and and Redcasters. Thank you so much for that for everyone that was following along. Uh, for future shows too, if you want to be able to uh, put in some comments or questions, we're finding that I guess it, you want to be on Facebook or YouTube to be doing it. Twitter doesn't play well with that, so I think Boomer, you kind of try to keep an eye on Twitter, but it's just it's hard to do with this uh, program that we have. So. Um, one of the best things you can do is subscribe to YouTube, subscribe to us and you will you will uh, be notified when we're going live. We are planning to go live, you know, pretty much every week, 10 o'clock on Tuesday nights. That's our our weekly goal. And then we will always have some of these offshoots like the lunch cast or the Husk girls on Monday at at 830. So uh, a lot going on in the Redcast right now. Redcast, Make, thank you so much for joining us. Taking You did a great job in Dave's place here. And uh, until we talk to you next, that will be the Go Big Redcast.
3: A Media Production.